Welcome to Two Man Scramble, brought to you by Man Cave Sports. We're here with Season 2, Episode 1. My name is Vaughn Small. Here's my partner, Alec Weeks, as always. Good to be back, guys. This episode is brought to you by Crystal Falls Golf Club, home of the best greens in Leander, Texas. Thanks for the round last week. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. We got out there and played last week. It's a great course they got out there, and greens were rolling nice. I had a couple birdies roll in and had Vaughn on the ropes there, but <laughs> 17th hole rolled around and got stuck in the hazard and bounced off a tree, got stuck in the water, and the next thing you know, scarred up the scorecard, and Vaughn ended up with a win. But it was a good round. Thanks for Crystal letting us come out, and we'll be out there again soon. That's right. Probably go play this afternoon. Pretty nice day we have out here today in Austin, Texas. We'll give you a rundown of today's show. Had a little season recap of last season. We had some great, great events, including the majors, the Olympics, the Ryder Cup. We'll look a little bit into this season, uh, going into the Safeway Open, which happened last week, the CIMB Classic, which is this week. And uh, we'll maybe look at some key moments, some major moments uh, that you could expect in the 2017 season. So I don't know about you, Alec, but I'm excited. This is what I love about the golf season. No off season. We're right back at it. Here we go. great season last year let's go ahead and take a look back on it let's obviously start with obviously we had the four great majors starting with the masters first major of the year and we had a real good showing there jordan spieth came out wed three consecutive rounds for seven straight yeah three rounds this year he wed wire to wire last year for seven in a row and it was real impressive and then we all know what happened goes into the 12th hole and kind of you know finds the drink down yeah don't want to don't want to really see that, but I think that was healthy for golf, as Alec you mentioned earlier. Kind of good for the golf fans who don't usually watch it. They hear and see about this meltdown, and it just brings some some different excitement to the game. Ratings go up on Sunday. Sure, sure. Once once they hear about Jordan doing that, all of a sudden, yeah, ratings go up. So people flip into the game. Don't want to see that happen to Jordan, but anyways, uh, it was an interesting Masters. The U.S. Open was great as well. Dustin Johnson finally broke out won a major, ended up really taking off from there. Uh, he ended up having three wins on the season, which tied Jason Day for the most. U.S. Open, WGC Bridgestone, and the BMW Championship. And listen to this stat. Tiger Light, 15 top 10s, 68% of his starts, had 22 starts, finished in the top 10 15 times. Uh, also some notable stats from Dustin this year, finished first in earnings, second in the FedEx Cup points, and jumped up to second in the world golf ranking. So very, very good season from Dustin. Uh, can expect a big season from, from him coming up. Yeah, it was good to see Dustin finally break through. He's been around, you know, golf guys know him. He's been there, won a lot of tournaments, not the majors, but he's won a lot of tournaments every year. He's a winner. Definitely had his name around. Yeah, his name was around him. People were just waiting for him to break through. Finally wins that major. We know about his past luck and some of the other majors, and it was good to see him break through. It's going to be interesting to see if he can keep it rolling here in 2017. Next, if y'all remember the British, that was that? that was something right there. Phil and Henrik just running away from the field. It, it wasn't even close out there. Another second-place finish oh. for Phil. Kind of got a feel for the guy. 11 runner-ups in majors. Uh, yeah, really phenomenal outing by those two. 
Phil was minus 17, Henrik minus 20, third place was minus 6, JB Holmes. So they just they just ran away with it and they were really plugging back and forth all week. I mean, they were so far out in front, you knew it was going to be down to them too. Saturday, even a little bit early in the rounds earlier, you knew it was them. So it was fun to watch them battle it out. Yeah, a lot, a lot of records, uh, I guess, almost broken as well. Phil was a putt away from breaking the record on the first round for lowest first round major score. Then Henrik, Henrik went on and tied the record for lowest score relative to par, 20 under. But he broke the lowest total score, aggregate score of 262. Got him! So, uh, yeah, in a major. Sorry. Uh, and now we'll move on to the PGA Championship. Kind of the slower, uh, nothing really popped out to you. First-time major winner here, Jimmy Walker, fellow Texan. Uh, he did go wire to wire, so again, he kind of led all week. Nothing nothing spectacular other than the last day. Uh, came down the last couple holes where Jason Day kind of made a, made a small push there at the very end. Yeah, it was close. Jason Day went up. He was playing in the group in front of Jimmy on Sunday and made that eagle on 18 to bring it within one. But still, all Walker needed was a par on 18. He got a pretty stress-free par there. I mean, it it was it was interesting. It was fun to watch Jason Day with that eagle on 18. Obviously, he's made a great shot. But Jimmy Walker kind of making a name for himself. He's been around, won a couple tournaments, but I think, you know, obviously that's going to make him a little bit bigger of a household name. People might know about him a little more, and then obviously that gained him onto the Ryder Cup team. So it was a good season for him. Yeah, kind of spoiled really by the British Open, the U.S. Open, the Masters. Those were really good majors, and PJ Championship, kind of a wire-to-wire first-time winner. Again, nothing big, but good for Jimmy Walker. Uh, as he looks to make another big impact in the 2017 season. Still some non-major uh, events that were pretty pretty big as well. Rory's, non-major events that were major. Exactly. Rory's FedEx Cup win uh, was playing like dog crap, really, throughout uh, the last few months before that. A lot of people talking down on him, wondering if he'll be ready for the Ryder Cup. And here he comes out of nowhere. Uh, great round on Sunday. Went to a few playoff holes with our very own Ryan Moore. And uh, end up winning $10 million. Again, kind of coming out of nowhere. So congrats to Rory. And again, that puts a lot of momentum into his game going into the 2017 season, especially after a good Ryder Cup, um, which we'll go into now. Best Ryder Cup we've seen in ages. Uh, Phenomenal, phenomenal pairings that we had here. Alex, start with your favorite one. Yeah, we saw some great pairings on both sides, the European and the U.S. sides. And one of the pairings I really enjoyed watching, although they were the opposing Europeans, was Rory and Thomas Peters. Rory McIlroy and Thomas Peters played great together. They went 3-0. and They played every round together except the first morning round of the Ryder Cup. So after that first round, they matched up, and they were rolling for Darren Clark. Peters hit a rookie Ryder Cup for him. It was truly phenomenal he won every match he played in except that one match that i mentioned before that was without rory and on sunday he managed to win his singles match as well so this is a pairing that i think we could maybe see in future Ryder cups for sure both guys pretty young thomas peters is really young and just a tall lanky guy that pounds the ball long two long hitters on this dangerous team right there yeah that's a good team and we could be running into them for Ryder cups to come but what about what was your what was your one of your favorite pairings Vaughn? i think about the most interesting to me was maybe the spaniards with uh rafa and sergio 
they didn't lose a match. They went 1-0-1. Uh, the tie was an incredible comeback versus, you could say, the Americans' best uh, best pairing with Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed. The Spaniards came back, uh, were three or four down there, and uh, ended up birdieing the last few holes and uh, making a great comeback to tie Jordan Spieth and Reed, which was pretty impressive. Going into the Americans, I'll go ahead and say it. Jordan Reed or Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed, they're they're pretty tough to beat. I mean, they did end up losing. Was it to oh. Rory and Thomas Peters? Ooh, yeah, I believe so. They lost to Rory and Peters. That was the only one. Other than that, they're again solid, just like we saw in 2014. That's a group just like maybe Rory and Thomas Peters that we'll see play in the future Ryder Cups. And as if you look at that, Rory and Thomas Peters. Jordan, Spieth, and Patrick Reed, that's going to be a Ryder Cup clash probably for the next four or five Ryder Cups. Yeah, and Spieth and, not Spieth, excuse me, Reed and Rory obviously played in that great match on Sunday against each other as well. Yeah, so Sunday singles, U.S. pretty much had them on the ropes. Uh, But the Rory McIlroy and uh, Patrick Reed, I keep on wanting to say Jordan Reed, sorry. That was... From what I've heard from the the older golfers, the announcers, that was the best match that golf has seen in the Ryder Cup probably ever. Lots of emotion, trash talking, talking each you. other. Yeah, it was the first match of the day, so it really set the tone in. I mean, they really did set the tone out there with the emotion, and the fans were getting into it too, and they were taunting back and forth. And they, I mean, it was all in good fun. They were having a good time and laughing about it too, but there was definitely a wasp of emotion going on, and that set the tone for the rest of the Ryder Cup, really. And then the Phil and Sergio match, another historic match, 19 combined birdies between the two. Both deserved a win, but it did end at a tie, just like it probably should have been. I mean, that was another great match on Sunday that, this historic Ryder Cup provided us. Very, very good Ryder Cup. U.S. ended up winning for the first time since 2008, as we all know, and we'll return to the Ryder Cup back in 2018, where the Europeans will have the home field advantage that time. Don't forget, as well, we had the Olympics, in go- or the golf and Olympics for the very first time. Pretty good outcome. Uh, you had some top dogs that finished in the top three, so you can't complain there. Uh, Justin Rose got the gold medal battling Henrik Stenson, who was coming off the British Open win. Pretty pretty close match uh, the final day as well. And like I said, it, it's good to see three, two or three of the better golfers compete in the final day, speaking of Matt Kuchar, who came out of nowhere and got the bronze. Yeah, it was interesting to see that third place was a good accomplishment and it was something that everybody wanted to play for. Even if you weren't contending, if you weren't on – Maybe if you couldn't make a strike at the lead, you could still have an outside chance to stab into that bronze medal contention, and that's exactly what Matt Kuchar did with the 63 on the final day. Really impressive, and he was really pumped to win his bronze medal, as he should be. Yeah, I mean, overall, you look sit back and look at the 2016 season. It was probably the better seasons of golf in a very, very long time, especially with the whole Tiger not playing in a few years and golf kind of decreasing in ratings and play and everything. This was one of the better years uh, for golf that we've seen in a long time. So we'll take a quick look at some courses, some majors in the 2017 season real quick. Uh, The Masters will be played here in April, first major, as always. The U.S. Open will be played at course I've never never really seen before. can recall the name, though. Aaron Hills in Wisconsin. Uh, The British Open will be played at Royal Birkdale in England. And the PGA will be played at a, a 
fairly Classic. a fairly well known yeah course around the tour at the Quail Hollow in uh, Charlotte there. So that's a quick look at the majors in 2017. Don't forget, we'll also have the President's Cup this year with right. Ryder Cups off. So still have some international events going. No Olympics this year, but President's Cup will have to do. Right, my boy Steve Stricker, captain. Go, Steve. Anyways, that kind of brings us into now, uh, the start of the 2017 season. Safeway Open, first yeah. tournament of the season. Yeah, first tournament, like Vaughn just said. First tournament of the year really set the tone. Get some FedEx. There are FedEx Cup points involved yeah, in this. Yep. Yeah, so get some FedEx Cup points out there. Maybe jump into that early lead. Yeah, my DraftKings team. Shout out to them. First time I ever cashed out a little bit. Put in $5. Want me a hundy. Fifth place. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll look at the... Well, I guess we can start out with Tiger backing out. Stop wasn't it. the biggest surprise to me. Get but <laughs> Yeah, you know, Tiger originally had said he was going to come in and play and decided a couple days before the tournament that he was going to withdraw back out and it, uh, yeah why, why did he back out Alec what why do you think it, it wasn't really a shock to see I don't know I think he could have backed out for a number of reasons mainly the one that I'm thinking is that he just realized this game wasn't ready going to the Ryder Cup and seeing that showdown yeah he was a vice <laughs> captain at the Ryder Cup and you know playing out there with Phil and watching Sergio and Rafa and birdies there's several people from the Ryder Cup that are were in the field at the Safeway Open and I think he could have been out there watching them play during the Ryder Cup and just kind of realized that he can't really play with them right at the moment so he went ahead and withdrew that's just a theory out there but aside be- from Tiger though Brendan Steele birdied the last three holes uh, to get his first victory in a while. Supposedly, Brendan Steele was leading after the first three rounds at the Safeway last year and lost. So, congrats to him. Well-deserved, you can say. Uh, Patton Kazir, Kazire, however you want to say it, finished one shot below him. Paul Casey, who's been playing phenomenal, finished a shot below Patton at 16 under. Uh, you have a few more at 16, and Phil finished tied eighth another top 10 at four under but still still can't get that win uh, 14 under excuse me not four uh, as we said Brendan Steele birdies last three holes uh, interesting stat uh, from the winner of the Safeway the last three years each winner has gone to play in the PGA or in the tour championship the last term of the season so I you can maybe look for Brendan to have a good year yeah, I mean, sets the tone early. Anytime you can get an early win, get a jump start, it's not going to hurt you in any way. So good to see Brandon Steele get up there and jump in front. And we'll see what goes on this week in the FedEx Cup standings as they go to the CIMB Classic in Malaysia going overseas. I believe this is the first time that this has ever been offering FedEx Cup points. And we've seen a lot of changes, so to speak. This tournament's growing. It's got the best field it's probably ever had. Mm-hmm. The course is lengthened a little TPC bit. TPC on now, the only TPC course in Asia. They took over in the summer. Everybody said the course, like you said, looks the best shape that's been ever. Uh, again, it's now TPC Kuala Lumpur. Um, they've, they've done great things to the course, and they've added some yardage to it. will be playing the longest it's ever played, just roughly over 7,000 yards. Um, so it is, before they lengthened the course a little bit, um, it was statistically the easiest course uh, for par 72. Players averaged 69.619, the lowest on any par 72 on a singular host course since 2008. Justin Thomas won it last year at minus 26, so... Really expect a whole lot of birdies when it's when a course like this. You have a course like this where people are gonna be hitting fairways and greens all day. Really comes down to putting. So, 
who who's putting the best right now? I'm not sure. Started the season, haven't seen a whole lot out of these players in a while, but uh, the, the last three winners have finished either first or second in putting birdie or better percentage. So again, it really comes down to one putts. Who can hit greens and one putt? Uh, because that's every every player will be hitting uh, crap load of greens. Really, a easier easier course for the players. And some big names. I know you like Adam Scott, Alec. You said he's a he's an early favorite of yours to maybe win a major this year. Sergio Garcia. Yeah, the field's really grown. We still got Patrick Reed and Sergio coming off. Like I said, we got a lot of Ryder Cup names in here. Um, Rafa Cabrera Bello is gonna play. I saw his name in there, and there's it's it's a bigger field than we've seen in the past. It's a bigger names. We have more people, top more of the world's top players in the rankings, and it's good to see this tournament grow like this. Yeah, five out of the top ten players in the world will be playing. Uh, again, it's great to see the game expand. It's it's in Asia this week, and as we were mentioned in the Olympics, um, another. Another great expansion for the game as we start the 2017 season. We'll do a couple bowl predictions here before we leave you uh, for the new season. I'm going to go out there and say that Tiger Woods doesn't return to golf this year. In fact, he might hang it up. There's been talks about it. I don't know. I don't have the insight about it, but it seems like to me that could be something that would not surprise me. And I'm going to go ahead and say that Phil finally wins this year. Hasn't won in 69 starts. Yeah, the whole Tiger thing, he is scheduled. He said he was going to play in the Turkish Airlines Open November 3rd through 6th. He did say he was going to play in the Safeway Open. Obviously, we know how that turned out. We went over that. But he's got, he's got two tournaments that he said he's going to come up and play. So we'll see if he decides to play in those or not. My bold prediction, I'm going to say first tournament of the year, or first major of the year, excuse me, Jordan Spieth comes through, 12th hole on Sunday, <laughs> and he's going to make a birdie. Stick it tight, get over the whole water thing, get over the thing that happened last year, and we might see him go on to birdie the 12th and win a major. Hopefully he can win that and have another good year, disappointing year from him last year from what was expected. One of my favorite players, another Texas native, but... There's our bold predictions for this year. We're out. See you later.